Hey everyone, this is Fernando Tribayo from the Portuguese metal band Moonspell. Brian Fair from Shadows Fall. Gary Hall from Exodus and recently retired from Slayer. Phil from Violence here. This is Trevor Sternad from the Black Dahlia Murder. This is Christian from Lions at the Gate. Yo, 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 Igor Cavalera here. Hey, this is Charlie with Anthrax. I just want to give a shout out to Pedalton and Metal Radio, the podcast. The podcast to get all your rock and metal news plus reviews. With new episodes dropping every Sunday, make sure you tune in. Keep rocking with Pedal to the Metal. Check it out now. Keep it metal. Yeah, what's up, everybody? Welcome to a special edition of Pedal to the Metal Radio, the podcast. This is Pedal to the Metal Radio Presents where we take one topic and we run with it for a show. Uh, I want to apologize to everybody. Obviously, it's been a while since the last time we did an episode. I think it was December 13th, I think was the last one. Well, I had caught in COVID uh, towards the end of, of 2024, so it was December. And uh, I just was not in the mood while I was dealing with that to do an episode of pedal to the metal so i said basically 2024 is when the show is going to return and here we are so <clears throat> you know some things you know hey they come back to normal some things you know hey covid does its thing it's uh it's still real you know supposedly uh, but we're here so uh welcome back everybody it's 2024 hopefully your year has started and it has gotten kick it's kicking ass basically there's a lot of great 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 concerts that are being announced for 2024 i am so fucking excited for 2024 let me tell you it's fucking nuts uh so one of the things i wanted to deal with on today's episode is the idea of something coming back right and that's something Coming back is the beloved and such a huge, huge part of my childhood for sure. Uh, well, I, I don't want to say childhood. That's kind of wrong. Uh, big part of my young adult years is OzFest. And for those who don't know what OzFest is, if you're too young to remember what OzFest is, uh, OzFest at the time when I was coming of age, it was a traveling metal festival that felt like a journey to Mecca every time. It, that, that's the, the one thing I could describe. It was a religious experience every year. And my first one was OzFest 98. That was the first OzFest I ever attended and I still, still to this day, have never forgotten that experience. And we'll get into that. We'll get into some of the best OzFest memories. But 98 definitely um, holds uh, a place in my heart, a, a near and dear place in my heart. Um, only because it was one of the wildest, for a first concert ever, it was definitely one of the wildest ones. So I had attended OzFest 98, 99. I, due to circumstances, I didn't go to 2000 or 01. 
but I attended from 2002 up until the one they did the one year in Texas. That was the last Ozfest I intend I attended um, as a concert goer. I worked uh, the 2010 edition, which featured like Motley Crue and and Halford and and all that. But uh, it's been gone, so it hasn't been a, a traveling a, a traveling festival since 2010. That was the last time they had traveled the country, and they tried replacing it. Obviously, Mayhem Fest came, and Mayhem Fest started off, you know, kicking ass without a hitch, and then it just eventually fell apart. I remember the year that they had King Diamond and Slayer on the same, you know, bill. And, man, seeing the amphitheater local to me just so empty was just so evident that people were just like, you guys aren't doing anything that's, you know, enticing or revolutionary. You're just giving us the same acts year after year, and we're tired of it. And they showed it. I mean, King Diamond was badass seeing King Diamond. But other than that, I mean, how many times did Slayer headlined Mayhem Fest? And nothing against Slayer because Slayer is an OzFest alumni, right? I saw them in, uh, I believe it was 99. And then I saw them again when they reunited with Dave Lombardo, which was, which was badass. That's what OzFest gave was seeing bands that I had dreamed about seeing so many times in my life and then finally getting to see it. Now I saw them with Paul Bostoff obviously in 99 and then I think it was 2004 I believe is when they it was either 04 or 05 uh that they reunited with Dave Lombardo and played Ozfest. It was fucking great. And then I remember the year Judas Priest reunited with Rob Halford. That was one of the most electrifying experiences of all time I'll, I'll just never forget the electricity in the air when Judas Priest was playing and it was like holy shit Rob Halford is back that was unbelievable and then I remember getting to see bands I probably would have never have even dreamed about seeing I remember Cradle of Filth Danny Filth still scares the shit out of me to this day I don't know why Cradle of Filth kind of Scares me in a little, in a sense. Uh, I remember seeing that. I remember getting to see Demi Borgir, right? And just being enthralled and, and just amazed at them. You know what I mean? Being like, wow, I like these guys, right? And you saw that plenty of times. I remember, you know, other memories. OzFest 2002, seeing Drowning Pool. You know, perform uh, Creeping Death, which was fucking amazing. And it was recorded, the venue that I was at, it was recorded and released on CD. And then unfortunately, as as things would have, and unfortunately, two, week, two or three weeks later, uh, Dave the Stage Williams passed away. And I remember just feeling like, man, thank, like, thank whoever you want to thank that I was able to see you know, Dave the Stage Williams and Drowning Pool. So there's just a ton, a ton, a ton of memories. I remember Event Sevenfold doing Walk 
at Ozfest 2005. That was that was fucking awesome, right? You always looked for those moments. Who was the band that was gonna drop that holy shit moment? Almost like wrestling. If you're watching WrestleMania, you're waiting for the WrestleMania moment, right? And that's Ozfest. You're always waiting for the Ozfest moment. And I'll go back to 1998. Since I'm talking about it already and reminiscing on so many of these memories, I was at the show in Ozfest 98 when Lynn Strait of Snot won on stage after Fred Durst dared him to receive fellatio on stage. I was at that show. I'll never forget it. Seeing him on, on top of the giant toilet bowl and then the cops, the Mansfield PD, just coming up, just going for him. It was nuts. It was nuts. And that's what I mean. That was an Ozfest holy shit moment. You know what I mean? And you looked for those. Every year you were trying to find it. I remember seeing Rob Zombie for the first time because I had never gotten to see White Zombie. And just being blown away by his stage setup. You know, that very first time with the giant, uh, I think it was the giant dice in the, in the cages that Sherry Moon Zombie was dancing in. You know what I mean? It was, it just, it, OzFest brought so many great memories. So many. And all the bands that I got to meet, you know, at these shows. I remember one time I was in front of, um, it was 2002, I believe, uh, my first year back at OzFest. And I remember P.O.D., was signing at one of the tents, and I was, like, yelling out to Sonny, uh, who's the singer of P.O.D., like, man, I don't, I didn't buy a CD. Can I still come up and meet you? And he was like, yeah, fuck it, man, come on. You know, well, he didn't say fuck it, but he was just like, yeah, man, come on. And every security guard stopping me along the way and me having to be like, yo, he just told me to come in, you know, and, like, stuff like that. So there's a lot of great memories, dude. You know, and, and, and that's what made me so sad, you know, when, when OzFest stopped because I was like, this is the end of an era, really the end of an era. You know, we 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 as metalheads were finally given something that we could go to because Europe has all the fucking amazing festivals, all of them. They're in Europe. And here in the States, it was like we didn't really have anything. I mean, now we have... You know, various different, you know, festivals going on in different places. But it's not the same. Not the same. You looked forward to OzFest. You looked forward to looking at the at the schedule and the tour dates and, and the lineups and, and being like, who am I going to get to meet? You know what I mean? Like, who's going to be signing where, you know, and, and stuff like that. And all the bands you discovered. I remember discovering Il Nino and just being, uh, you know, absolutely blown away. By El Nino and seeing Devil Driver and seeing Slipknot and Hatebreed, who was just the absolute loudest band on Ozfest, in my opinion. I remember you could kind of hear the music, and I was on the complete opposite side of where the second stage was. But then all of a sudden, we just heard Hatebreed come on. We were like, Who in the is that? You know what I mean? And like, Dudes were like, oh, Ape Breed's on stage. And it's like we rushed like to get into the venue to see Ape Breed and, and, and how many times. And then seeing Zach with Black Label Society was always cool. 
Uh, he always provided various moments um, for his Ozfests. I remember his uh, rendition of War Pigs with Ozzy in 2002 was by far the greatest rendition of, of War Pigs I had ever heard. And I had seen Sabbath in 99. You know what I mean? Seen Ozzy in 98 with, with Joe Holmes. You know what I mean? So it's like I had seen War Pigs performed plenty of times. I mean, seeing Ozzy on the Merry Mayhem tour in 2001. You know, like, so I'd seen that song performed plenty of times, but for some reason, 2002 just had some magic to it. It just was, Zach was just on a whole, he was on like, like Valhalla level, you know, just God level. So, uh, yeah, so we're going to, so this is the subject of this show. Obviously, if you haven't figured it out by now, we're 12 minutes, 13 minutes in. If you haven't figured it out. We're talking about Ozfest, and I have come up with a mock Ozfest. And you might be asking, why did Eddie come up with a mock Ozfest? Well, that's a good that's a good question that you should be asking. And the reason for it is because I don't know if you guys haven't listened to the Osborne's podcast, but it's great. You should check it out. I don't. I'm not sponsored by them, but you know what? I'm willing to. Give props where props is due because I am such a huge fan of Jack Osborne um, and Kelly and, and everybody. I love the Osbournes, dude. How can you not? They're they're so iconic in, in such a way in the, in the world of heavy metal that they've broken down doors. They've done things nobody's done. So you got to give respect where respect is due, basically. But on an episode, there was an episode of, of, of the Osbournes podcast where... Uh, Ozzy asked Sharon if she would ever consider bringing back Ozfest, to which she replied, yeah, sure, of course. Um, but then, you know, they went on this little banter and uh, obviously the idea of money and managers and things like that came up. And, you know, Sharon went on to say it's great that's what we wanted everybody to do spinoffs and do their own festivals and it's great it's great for fans it's brilliant but why is it when it comes to us that everybody thinks that we are trillionaires and so that every manager who wants their band on our festival wants one of the fucking trillions they think we've got to put on the festival And it's not really surprising because um, we know we we heard on a previous episode before that the reason they had stopped was because it just wasn't cost effective. You know, she had said that before. She said managers had gotten greedy, which is not surprising. Come on. You know, you're in the music business. Music business is almost just as much as you know, uh, uh, any other kind of business. You're going to get greedy assholes everywhere there is. And unfortunately, when when something is, is so amazing, of course there are going to be people that abuse it, and it ends up ending. Um, but she said, hypothetically, it's always great to have the baby stage. I mean, that's what it's all about breaking new bands that's what we did right and that was the whole point of Ozfest was yes 
the bigger acts attract you in, but check out the smaller acts that are on it. So I have decided that I was going to come up with a mock Ozfest. Now, you guys can chime in, you know, go on social media. You know, the links are in the description. Find me on Instagram. Comment in, in you know, message me on, on the Facebook page. Whatever you want to do and just and just tell me what you think. I just went by my gut and preferably what I think I would want to see as well as what I think other people would want to see and what I think would just work. Now, yeah, of course, there are a lot of new bands and I'm, I could always come up with a new mock lineup. And uh, I think that's what I'll do. I'll just come up with mock lineups and just post them online. Uh, but this one is podcast official. This is my first draft of, and I'm not even calling it OzFest 24. I'm calling it OzFest 25 because 24 is already happening. And usually by by February, March, or April, you're already supposed to have something lined up. If you were ever going to do a festival, it should have already been done by now. Right. Or at least the seeds should have already been planted. Band should have been contacted. All sorts of shit. Right. So I went ahead and, and drafted this this draft. And, and I thought about past Ozfests. Right. And how they used to structure the Ozfests. And I loved that the second stage always had a headliner. Always had maybe two like two co-headliners. And again, I'm just going off. Of what I know. And these are the bands I chose. So the headline. The second stage. I thought about. There's been a lot of reunions happening. And I figured OzFest 25. Would be like a reunion. Right. So why not. That be a big theme. Of OzFest. Right. Bringing back. So my headliner, which is not reuniting, but my my main headliner of the second stage would be Cannibal Corpse. I just think it would be fucking awesome to see Cannibal Corpse headline the second stage. But I think their co-headliner, which I don't know, it it might work, it might not work. They their egos might not work. I know Evan, I've met Evan Seinfeld, believe me. His ego might not work, uh, but I thought Biohazard would be a cool co-headliner for the second stage. I just thought that would be fucking awesome. So with that being said, the rest of the second stage would be a rotating lineup, right? So it constantly changes, you know, who plays before Biohazard. So that way every show is going to be a little bit different. So the bands that I chose for the to fill out the rest of the second stage is uh, Code Orange, which I think is a band that that just keeps exploding, and I think they're awesome. I know they've done Not Fest, so this wouldn't be anything different for them. Uh, I also put in Fit for an Autopsy. I think it'd be cool to see a, a metalcore band thrown in there. I've got uh, Carnifex as another band. I got Infected Rain, who I love. Oh, love Infected Rain. I got Cattle Decapitation and Three Teeth fill out the rest of that lineup for the second stage, 
right? So now we could go through and kind of, you know, nitpick at, at everything on the second stage. But I think so far, so good, right? Just hear me out. Um, I might make some substitutions in a, in a second draft between the, the main stage and the second stage. But uh, now we get to the second stage. I mean, the, the main stage, excuse me. And I kind of think this is where this gets interesting, right? And I think this could attract people. Opening the main stage would be baby metal. I think that would just it'd be awesome. This is such a cool idea and a cool band. And believe me, they've got one of the most dedicated fan bases I've ever seen. I ran a competition one time. I did this thing where I called it the Pedal Cup. And uh, I had bands representing certain countries. I'd be like, okay, the biggest band in Japan for metal was Baby Metal versus, you know, the biggest English band or the biggest, like, you know, German band, you know, so on and so forth. And Baby Metal just crushed it. Their fans outvoted everybody. So Baby Metal is the only Pedal Cup winner that I had. So that's why I had them, you know, opening the main stage. After them would be Avatar. I think Avatar, I I know there's people that are, that are, are crazy about them. I still kind of need to check them out. I haven't really, but I know there's a big following for them. And then I had Sleep Token, uh, which you could kind of switch. I think Avatar and Sleep Token, you could maybe like tweak that around. Uh, but Sleep Token is huge right now, and they're amazing. They're they're a good band. I'll give them that. Um, another band I still need to completely check out, but I've heard some some really good stuff. the The stuff that I've heard, I've been really impressed. Uh, then we got Lions at the Gate. Which features uh, a lot of members of of Il Nino. Again, remember, reuniting, bringing back. That's the whole theme of this Ozfest. That's why I have Lions at the Gate. They're a reformation of an old band that is now new. And then speaking of reuniting, the next band on that list. So this is where I think this is fucking a slam dunk, right? You got Three Inches of Blood. They're back. Put them on Ozfest. After that, you got Lamb of God. After Lamb of God would be Gojira, which just I, you know, I want to, I want to just like, like hit you in the face as hard as I can with just amazing bands. And then to headline the very first return of Ozfest would be if we could get System of a Down to reunite. And do an Ozfest. They are Ozfest alumnus whose careers were made on Ozfest. And I thought it would be awesome to bring back System of a Down. That's what I think. That's my that's my Ozfest 25. If I was to make an Ozfest, that's what that would be. So there you go. You can message me on all the on all the social media platforms. Tell me what you think. Uh, who you would change, who you would substitute in. I love my second stage. I I don't care. Like, I just, I mean, it's power packed. I mean, Carnifex, Cattle Decapitation, Cannibal Corpse, you know, Biohazard, Code Orange. I just think it would be, a, that would be a killer Ozfest. If I was, if I was given the job to book 
in Ozfest. This is what I would do. Obviously, my main stage, I could switch around things. I think I could have. I, I think I would still keep. I think I, I would still keep Baby Metal opening. I could switch Lions at the Gate with Avatar and and uh, switch that. And so baby, basically, it would be Baby Metal, then Lions at the Gate, then Sleep Token, then Avatar. And then Three Inches of Blood and Lamb of God, Gojira, and System of a Down. I mean, come on, man. You know, there's got to be some Ozfest moment somewhere in there along the lines that everybody would go nuts for. So, Jack, Kelly, Ozzy, and Sharon, if you're listening, think about it. And like Ozzy said, I remember, I think Ozzy said, like, you know, you could bring back Ozfest. And it doesn't necessarily mean that Ozzy would have to headline. You know what I mean? Like, maybe now you you pass it off to a new generation. And and maybe once in a while, you know, I know Ozzy still needs, you know, to recover from all the surgeries and all those things and make sure that he's okay, you know, to be able to perform on stage. But I think you could also have every once in a while maybe a special appearance Ozzy plays one of the shows. Who knows? He's done it before where he played certain Ozfest dates and didn't play certain other ones. So you could probably do it do it that way too. If you wanted to play a couple dates, maybe the biggest cities, you know, Ozzy could come back. So that's going to do it. I, I, I hope you guys all enjoyed this. This was a lot of fun. Uh, and we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. You know what I mean? You never know. Ozfest could come back or it might not come back, but hopefully it does, and hopefully some of these bands are on that. Uh, thank you guys for listening in. A new episode of Pedal to the Metal will be coming soon, so stay tuned for that. I'll see you guys all next time.